Welcome to week number 130 of the Two Guys in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis. You ready, Steve? I'm ready for uh, a lot of stuff, actually. We've got um, a podcast we're about to do. We've got a uh, return to GalaxyCon next Friday. I keep forgetting that's like next week. Yeah, real soon. And um, all kinds of stuff coming up. But um, yeah. I guess GalaxyCon is the thing we should remind everyone about because that's so soon. Next week. Yeah. Do we know what we're doing on the live show yet? Do we have choices? So look, we, here's the deal. So we could do just like record a couple of the of the episodes for that next week's podcast. So just talk about like step by step or talk about how many, how many, return. is it a full week? It's I know, not. So yeah. step by step, dinosaurs and baby talk. So it'll be the it'll be the kind of return of dinosaurs to TGIF. So that might be a good one to talk about. Uh, step by step. I don't know. Step by, I don't even know what the episodes are. If they're like cool episodes or not. I mean, do you think we could get through uh, all three in like fifty minutes? I think we can it? probably do all. If we do all three without any kind of like us talking about the intro or anything like that, I think we can do all three. Sure. Like not doing the music, the movies. We just like oh, we can we can record like that. that later. Okay. So we can record that and just and then plug it in later. But I think if we just talk episodes, we could do all. I think. I feel like people like to hear the like that stuff though. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree mm. with you. But we don't have we only have a certain amount of time. Okay. I kind of want to make a decision so we can let people know, but it's kind of tough. <laughs> well, we can let them know. Through social we media, can let I guess. them know Friday morning because we have an episode. We'll have an episode next week. Oh, then, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And then, then they can we'll we can so officially next, let people. Know next week's it. episode is not the GalaxyCon episode. We'll be recording the GalaxyCon episode the day our next episode comes out. No, the day after. Well, the day after. Yeah, yeah. Because we're doing Saturday. Saturday. Yes, Saturday the nineteenth. Yep. Saturday, March nineteenth, Richmond Convention Center, eight fifteen p.m. You'll see the schedule when you get there to find the room, but uh, it's easy to find. And uh, come, yeah. come support, come watch, come ask questions, come uh, be part of the show. Come hang out. We like seeing people. Yeah. It's fun. Just come hang out. Um, cool. So, yeah, we'll have a week to figure that out, I guess, of what exactly yeah. we're going to do. And uh, not only will we talk about it on next week's episode, we'll also post on social media just in case you want to uh, follow along and make sure that you're caught up on those episodes. Absolutely. All right. So, other things to get out of the way. Thanks, EJ, for the theme song this week. Yeah, EJ, thank you. Thank and... You. Um, Follow us on all social media at TGIFCast. You can also go to YouTube, subscribe, just search Two Guys in a Fridays. Emails can be sent to us, TGIFCast at gmail.com. And uh, leave some of those reviews on iTunes. Those things help. So uh, go over there. Uh, if you've never done it before, maybe you can even do it with a different email address if you've already done it before. I don't care. Uh, go leave a review. <laughs> tell us what your favorite... Uh, Whatever it takes, just do it. Just tell us what your favorite TGIF show is of all time. Leave that as your review comment, and uh, we'll appreciate or, it. Yeah, yeah. And maybe even if it's not your favorite, like, what are you looking forward to us talking about? Like, what what's maybe a show that you never have you never really gave much thought to? And you're like, I wonder what it's going to be like to listen to Camp Wilder or that one about the alien kid. Like, I whatever. can't wait till they go back and talk about those other episodes of that show with uh, Allison Hannigan on it. The other eight episodes or seven episodes. What was of, that show called? Uh, Free, Free Spirit. Free Spirit. Talk about that again. 
Whatever you want. Just Probably. go there. Leave that Probably as not. your review on iTunes. It'll be uh, interactive reviews. We like reviews. Uh, the other thing we like to do is see what was going on in the world 30 years ago. Now, this episode that uh, we're, well, this week of TGIF would have aired when in 1992? Yeah, so this would have aired March 13th, 1992. Okay, so I only pulled one story. A lot of them were really boring. Even this one's pretty boring, but um, I had to pull something. The uh, FCC rules com- ruled that uh, companies can now own 30 AM and 30 FM stations. It was formerly only 12 they were allowed to have. So it's funny. It's this. I think it's funny that you say this is boring for a couple of reasons. Is A, you and I both used to work in radio. Um, and C, this was a huge deal in the radio industry. And it changed the face of radio. Um, I mean, this is the, this is the reason why, like, everybody, like, every station is owned by one of, like, three companies. Yeah. But it's changed again um, since was, then, right? Like now it's based I think on it's like even more. I think it's based now. Yeah, it is more, but it's based on how many you're allowed to have a certain amount of stations per market based on how many stations are in that market, I think is what it is. Some something like that. Yeah. But I mean, this is boring for most people. And honestly, it is not that like sexy and exciting, but this this literally changed the face of radio in America. So if, if you ever wonder why you hear the same song in every station all the time, every time. Because it's the same station. This is a large part of that. (laughs) This is a large part. Yeah, exactly. Uh, What about movies and music? What was number one? Yeah, unfortunately, no changes. So, well, I don't know. You know, for what it's worth, no changes. Wayne's World, still number one. Um, Mr. Big, To Be With You, still number one. So both great great movie, great song. But, you know, we'll see some changes in a couple weeks. At GalaxyCon? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be the change week. Who knows? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like we told you last week, we've got a little bit of a shorter week this week. Uh, no step by step, but we do have new episodes of Family Matters, Baby Talk, and the TGIF finale of Billy. Correct? The, that is correct. The TGIF finale. Okay. So we're starting off uh, with Family Matters. This is season three, episode twenty-one. The name of the episode is "Stop in the Name of Love," and it starts off. We've got a. Uh, Lieutenant Murtog, he's uh, arriving to Carl's house. He's got this, like, uh, it's described as a dapper outfit. I would call it a goofy dapper outfit. And uh, <laughs> Carl, uh, well, he's come there to tell Carl that he just bought a brand new, to him, 1969 Firebird convertible. And I guess that's why he's dressed up like this, and he wanted to come show it off yeah. to Carl. At first, I thought he was dressed up like like a 1920s, 30s British cop. But then when he said that he bought the Firebird, I'm like, oh, maybe it's more of like a like a roadster thing he's got going on. But he looks like an idiot. Yeah, there's lots of Ascot comments in this uh, scene. And um, as they're kind of opening the front door and looking, admiring the car that's parked uh, outside, there's a loud crash. And we find out that uh, someone hit the car and that someone walks into the Winslow's house that someone happens to be. Estelle Winslow. Estelle Winslow. And she's like, who parked that piece of junk in my driveway? She was like the third person I assumed it was going to be to hit the car. I went immediately to Eddie. Then I went to Steve and then walks in Estelle. I, you know, I, I did the exact same thing. I, I Yeah. No, I'm not even going to try to say that I had Estelle at number two. I did the exact same thing. Um, so Estelle comes in and uh, her reaction is, Carl, you need to find the owner of that piece of junk that parked in our driveway and you need to call them up, 
find out who it is and chew them out for parking in our driveway. <laughs> um, so commercial break after that, I think, uh, or no, the theme song, we come back um, and we go right to Rachel's place, which I feel like it's been a few episodes since they've used Rachel's place as one of the settings of the episode. It doesn't, that doesn't strike. I don't feel that same way, but sure. Whatever. Okay, so um, anyways, I feel, like, I, feel, I feel like we see it a lot. I feel like we see it almost every, every like in some, in some way, almost every episode. Uh, no? Eddie there? Yeah, I mean, I guess Eddie's there. Waldo's there. They want to pick up some chicks. Um, I mean, like they do all the time. And yeah, sure. there's a girl. Eddie there. tries to hit on one woman, and yeah. girl, and she runs out, and he's like chasing after her. Yeah. So this girl she, uh, is chased out by Eddie. Uh, Steve Urkel comes over to Waldo because Waldo's looking a little sad, and uh, Waldo tells Steve Urkel that he's got a little problem when it comes to talking to girls. He's just not very good at it. Yeah. I mean, he's a little bit of a goofy dude anyways. Uh, He also tells Steve that uh, he's a loser. Uh, Steve tries to give him a little pep talk, and he actually goes over to Laura and says, Laura, look at Waldo. Look how sad he is. Uh, Why don't you go over there and talk to him, help him out a little bit? He's having a little trouble. Yeah, see if you can... See if you can make him feel better. So as this is going on, uh, we see Carl and Lieutenant Murtaugh are actually sitting at the bar. They're um, still, well, I guess Murtaugh's still depressed about what happened with his car. And they tell Rachel the whole uh, car incident with Estelle hitting it. And uh, she doesn't have a whole lot to say about it, though. No, and, you know, (laughs) nobody in this episode does. Like, this is just such a weird side story that has, like, no real bearing on it, and we'll, we'll see it come back at the very end. But there's no, there's just not a lot of meat to this, this whole, this whole story. I don't really understand. Kind of, the, I wonder if there was extra parts of it that got cut. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. So from here we go to uh, Laura talking to Waldo, and uh, she's just trying to boost his spirits up a little bit, giving him some yeah. compliments. And uh, I forget what the last thing she says is, but she says something nice. He's like nice and sweet, something like that. She walks away. Steve comes back uh, to check on Waldo once again. And uh, Waldo reveals to Steve that Laura is in love with him. Just these couple comments is all it took for Waldo. And that's, I mean, Steve should understand because this is the exact same thing that Steve goes through every week. Because Laura says like one nice thing. and He's like, I'm going to marry you now. So from this scene, we go back to the Winslow's house. Uh, Steve tells Laura that uh, Waldo thinks that she is in love with him. And she's like, why why would he think that? That's crazy. And Steve tells her that uh, she needs to set him straight, like before it goes too far. Like he's worried that he's really going to take this seriously. And Laura's like, there's nothing to worry about. And uh, what did I write down? Oh, Laura says, the day Waldo falls for me is the day I eat my science book. And then Waldo, right, right. right after this, Waldo, door, doorbell rings immediately. Yeah, Waldo walks in. He's got a tux on. He's got a huge bouquet of flowers. Hello, Laura, my love, he says. And then, uh, of course, Steve says, bon appetit, as uh, he hands her the science book that she said she was going to eat. <laughs> it was a pretty good little 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 clip here. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Waldo breaks out this uh, immaculately written poem that he came up with. Roses are red, violets are blue, here. And then just hands the flowers over to Laura. <laughs> Waldo is such... I, so there's many times when I feel like Waldo Faldo is a very underappreciated character on this show. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. And in and, and hindsight, you know, people don't reminisce about how, you know, Waldo... 
Yeah, because I mean, I think a lot of the problem is that he's kind of like a secondary Steve Urkel. Like, he plays that same role that Steve would play, but he's definitely like overshadowed by Steve, kind of doing the same thing. By Steve. Yeah. But the, and the, the, the shame is that they're both, they're, their comedy is yeah. almost complete opposite, but both is very, very, very funny. Like, they both deserve to have the same kind of like, I don't, I mean, I don't know if they're both on the same level, but. They're both hilarious. They just have that such an opposite. He's such more of a down, like down note style comedy where Steve is like in your face loud. And that's why you remember him. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, I a little bit more love. Um, so after these flowers are handed over to Laura, we find out that they're actually plastic because he says they last longer that way. And, uh, he then kind of steps over to the side and starts like you see him like thinking kind of out loud like what he's gonna say to Laura next and then he actually <laughs> right. practicing yeah he actually asks her out on a date tomorrow and the crazy thing is she actually says yes so they are going on a date tomorrow Steve Urkel of course is furious by this entire thing she doesn't even hesitate either she's like yeah yeah I'll go with you yeah that's fine yeah, and he's uh, he questions Laura like why he why she said yes after all the times that he's tried, and she's like I don't know it's something about like his self esteem like he actually yeah it's a lot easier well, that uh, Steve Urkel actually has self esteem or something like that and and exactly and that is that's that's her point is like look you've already got enough self you know you you're confident you have self esteem when I tell you no I'm not worried about how, what it's going to do she's like I just spent all this time trying to tell him how great of a guy he is. He's down in the dumps, and she's like, I, you know, we just, I can't just say no. I've got to, I've got to help, help him build that back up. So Steve, of course, mad, leaves in a huff, and uh, we go back to Rachel's place. Now, at Rachel's place, it's date time. Uh, Waldo and Laura yeah. are on a date. They're at a table together, and of course, Steve Urkel happens to be their <laughs> waiter. Poor Steve. Um, he takes their order. And we find out that Waldo has no money. Um, Laura actually has to ask for permission to order like fries. And he's like, maybe lay off the fries. And then like Steve's like, well, what are you going to have, Waldo? He's like, water. (laughs) No money for them. Um, So then uh, Laura actually asks Waldo to dance. And he's like, yeah, sure. And they go over the jukebox. Uh, They put on a slow song. But for some reason, Waldo just dances like he's in like a Paula Abdul music video. Like he's jumping off the stairs. He's doing crazy moves. He's going wild. This is during a slow song too. So it makes no sense. I mean, it makes sense for no. Waldo, but no sense for anyone yeah. dancing like that. He's just being crazy. It's, it's pretty good. Um, they go back to the table. They talk a little more. There's some joke about him like either wanting to see or seeing the movie JFK, but he calls it well, Jufk. He so so Lauren talks about how Waldo booed during the movie Prince of Tides, which is a kind of I think it's more of a sad romantic movie. Um, and, and Waldo's like, yeah, we get we should have gone to see Jifk. She's like, you mean JFK? JFK? And he's like, I know how to spell it, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Waldo tells Laura, you know what, Laura? I don't think we're compatible. I don't think this thing's working out. I'm breaking up with you. After all this. this was this this reminded me very much of last week's step by step. And I just assumed that on the on the proverbial TGIF writers room board, it said write an episode about a date that doesn't work out. And that was what both shows tried to do here. Yeah. And like Waldo's like, don't worry, Laura, I know you're going to find another guy. And uh, <laughs> he says, fantastic quote, Newsweek heals all wounds. And then Laura's like don't you mean time? And he's like, oh, I, yeah. one of those magazines. So this was very much a Balkyism to me. This was something that I could 100% hear coming out of Balky's. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities, I think, between Balky and Waldo, if you think about it. like that. In ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
except except Waldo is legitimately an idiot and Balky is just not doesn't have the best English or understanding America. of like American idioms yeah so uh, after he says this he is gonna leave now and he uh, takes Laura's hand to kiss her goodbye and as he does this somehow Laura's ring gets stuck in Waldo's teeth and there's like a whole thing of like her trying to pull it out because her hand is literally like stuck in his mouth and then like it goes to the next scene where she's like saying bye and the ring is still stuck in Waldo's teeth and she like took it off her hand. So now he's got to like try to go figure out how to get it off and get it back to her at home. Yeah, this makes no sense either. This doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything. And it's just like, how do you get just a ring stuck? He doesn't have braces. It's not like it's stuck in his braces, which would have made somewhat of made you know, some Does sense. Does he have a it gap just, in his teeth that I forgot about? I don't nothing prominent not a big one nothing that like not something that's like oh he's gonna he's gonna get a random stone or ring stuck in that you know that that gap yeah michael strahan probably got a ring stuck in his teeth at some point sure sure all right so a little later uh we've got laura and steve talking she's telling him um about how waldo dumped her and steve asks uh if now he is her number one reject and she's like steve uh, there's no one that I like to reject more than you. And he's like all happy about that. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. We're still in the Rachel's place. Carl and Murtaugh come Bye, in. Uh, Carl is, um, what is he doing here? Uh, well, what, what I think the way that this really kicks off is that Lieutenant, as they're walking in, Lieutenant's like, your mom is too old to drive. She, she needs to have her driver's license taken away. This, oh, that's yeah, why this yeah. whole thing happened. he's all getting mad that Murtaugh just keeps making fun of Estelle and her driving yeah. and everything and they start arguing a little bit Steve comes over to try to step in to stop them from arguing and uh, he's like you know what guys go grab a booth I'll bring you guys a nice slice of pie and Murtaugh's like oh a pie and he grabs the entire pie and goes to throw it at Carl Carl ducks and hits Steve right in the face Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I jumped ahead a little bit. My at my notes. But yes, he hits Steve in the face instead of instead of Carl. So then Carl tries to uh, hit Murtaugh with a pie. Murtaugh ducks. Hits Steve. Steve uh, yells at them. Grabs his own pie. Um, he goes to hit both of them at the same time. But uh, Laura comes out of the bathroom at this time. They move out of the way. He hits Laura. He shrieks. He's apologizing, and then she chases him out of the restaurant. <laughs> That's it. Um, so then now it's just Carl and Murtaugh left behind. They're laughing about the whole pie situation and how Steve uh, got hit with the pies. And Murtaugh says something here. He's like, oh, well, I'm going to take it for myself or something. And then, like, he hits yeah, himself. He's like, you're right. I shouldn't have made fun of your mom. I'll, I'll, I'll take, you know, I'll do this for myself. And he takes the pie, smashes it in his own face. And then Carl takes the pie. And you think he's going to smash himself with the pie. But then he just throws it at Murtaugh <laughs> and then. He says, uh, this gesture is for you, is what I wrote down. That's kind of like the ending quote in like the episode. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that's it. That's that episode of uh, Family Matters. That's it. That's uh, Family Matters. Next, we go to Baby Talk. This is season two, episode 20. Uh, he Ain't Heavy, He's My Super is the name of the episode. Um, so here's something interesting. So that was the title on the, oh, okay. on the Canadian place where we watch it. There was one extra word on the IMDb title. So I don't know which was like the official, but the IMDb title was he wasn't heavy metal. He's my stupor. So oh, okay. small difference, but I did notice it. So I thought it was worth pointing out. Yeah, I I got the episode title off of off of Wikipedia is where I grabbed it from. Oh, you got it off of Wikipedia. Yeah. OK, because because it's the same. On, then it's the same on Wikipedia as it is on 
the streaming service. Hmm. But IMDb, for whatever reason, has that extra word in the title. I don't know why. So it starts off. uh, We almost have a murder in the first uh, scene of this show. We've got five kids. Wikipedia says it ain't heavy metal. Wikipedia's got it ain't heavy metal. All right. It's metal then. I'm just saying. I'm looking at it right now. Five kids. Mickey. We've got uh, some other randoms. (laughs) There's a kids billiards table. Um one of the kids like drops a ball on the ground, which then triggers Mickey to pick up a ball and launch it at one of the other kids' head. If this would have been three inches to the right, we would have had a murder on this show and it would have been over right there. I mean, I don't know about murder, but murder. yeah, it would have been bad. It hit him in the arm. <laughs> the kid kind of shrugged it off. But I mean, these are smaller sized smaller sized same material, these balls could have killed him. Okay. Yeah, sure. Oh, we almost saw a murder. Uh, my vacuum's going off. Dude, what's, oh, your, your vacuum's going off? There, I turned it off. Um, Turn that right. room. Saw that room to go home. After the theme song, we come back. We've got Maggie. We've got Anita. They're getting the kids uh, set for dinner. Uh, Maggie yeah. says that uh, Mickey's getting his first real bed. That sets up stuff later. And James comes over. Um, the loudest audience I've ever heard on Baby Talk, by the way, I made a note of. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. James gets this really big pop, and I'm like, what happened? Like, what did Scott Bayo? Was he like, did he do something really well known that week? Or like, what ha- what's going on here? Maybe we've caught up like with when they recorded to when they aired on TV and now this audience has seen the episodes on TV and now they're coming to the shows. I don't know. Nobody watched the episodes on TV. Yeah. Probably right there. Uh, Um, Yeah. It was weird. I made a note of that too. And it's like, why, why what's going on? I mean, it might've been like two or three girls that were crazy about him, but they were very loud. They were loud. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's most likely what it was is just that they had the right people in the audience that were like, I'm here for Scott Bayo. Yeah. Um, so, Tony is talking about I think we find out that like James has a new job or something like um, he's got a gig gig. where he's going to be writing some music Um, and Tony comes over and says hey there's a limo outside and they're looking for James so Maggie's like don't forget James you got to go bed shopping with me and he's like don't worry about it just go you go pick it out I'll be back and I'll help you set it up so she's like all right yeah basically he He's got to go meet up with the band Random Violence to, to help them write the songs. So he's like, oh, yeah. I'll help you put it together. That's what we find out right now. The band's called Random Violence. Tony knows exactly who they are. They are they're a white, R, I want to say he said R&B band, but I don't think he did. But they're a white band that has three of their songs banned, which is like, Tony's like, that's a big deal. Like, not just that they're, I mean, three songs banned. Like, we'll find out more about this band a little later. Yeah, they got and just a couple of notes here. So they refer to him as RV a lot. So you might hear that. Oh, that's probably why I thought R. He said R and B. He probably said oh, RV. Yeah, 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 yeah. RV has three of their. Yeah, okay. And then their first album uh, was Convenience Store Holdups. Just to give more context. Yeah, I'm expecting this band to be like ridiculous, like brutal, like killing people or something. We'll see. Um, but Tony's like, uh, yeah, they're famous. And now Maggie's like, well, maybe this is what the break that uh, James needs. Maybe this is what he needs to come out of, like, his jingles. And uh, maybe this will be his big break. And she's kind of excited yeah. about it. Yeah. 
Um, so a little later, we've got uh, Maggie. She's trying to uh, look at the instructions for this bed. It looks like she bought him one of those beds that has like the pencils as the bedpost. And right, very similar to Michelle's bed and uh, Full House. Probably the same bed. Um, she probably. doesn't know where James is. And then as she's talking about this, oh, what do you know? James gets home. And he has brought uh, one of the members of Random Violence with him. Uh, his name is Eel. And I'm assuming we know Eel from something, right? No? Nope. No? Just no. This is his one time. This is Eel. This is it. Yeah. So this it's, is Eel. It's, he comes in. He comes in and he's kind of like, at, we get the impression that he's there to help and stay, but it turns out he's just come to pick up his keyboard. And like you said, brought you with him. Yeah, I don't know how James leaves his keyboard with the, like, the whole thing he's doing is <laughs> going there, like writing music. And he's like, oh, I forgot my keyboard. <laughs> I guess, I guess if he's forgot it. Yeah, like he, that implies that he knew that he needed it, needed it, needed it. I mean, if you're going to a recording studio, maybe there's an assumption that they have a keyboard because you, you just need it to write like you don't need it to actually you're not performing the song on your keyboard you're just using it to yeah but he also a, didn't come back to melody. get it like till much later because maggie had the time to go to the store pick out a bed get the bed back to the house yeah. and then james comes back oh my keyboard i don't know. I don't know it was weird um eels being kind of uh jerkish though like he goes oh, in yeah. steals the champagne that she bought for uh celebrating with James. He's just like, oh, I'm normally a beer guy, but I'll take this. Just takes the champagne, trying to, like, steal other stuff. And uh, they end up leaving. And then James, uh, Maggie reminds James about, make like, building the bed. He's like, oh, man, I forgot. I'll Don't worry, though. I'll do it later. So he keeps blowing her off in this episode, like, on this bed. Yeah, the, the other really important thing we learn here is that Eel lets, them, lets uh, Maggie know that James has been hired to write them a ballad. Uh, which they don't want to do. They don't want to, it, random violence is not want to perform a ballot, but their manager wants them basically to make something that's more radio accessible so they can, you know, make some money. How would you describe Eel? Would you say he's like, he might be like, he's kind like a, of like the guitar player of Jesse and the Rippers? <laughs> I mean, Eel is is a stereotypical, like, like jerk metalhead rock star um kind of apathetic to everything like but he's not very tough you know. looking i don't think like he's like i don't know he looks I think, I he looks like his early, ba- not- he looks like a guy in a metal band that would be playing a ballad to me and i think in the early 90s that was tough looking he looks he looks what he looks like i'll tell you exactly what he looks like he looks like a member of the lone rangers if the lone rangers were jerks and not just some dudes trying to get their song played on the radio okay hopefully everyone gets that reference I think most people get that. I think people that listen to our show will understand that reference. Um. All right. So a little bit and if later. if you don't, it's just airheads. Just, just go watch airheads. <laughs> a little bit later, um, we've got, uh, this is Lillian, right? That's knocking on the door. It is. And I went and looked up Lillian because I was getting frustrated with Lillian because I, she, the, her name keeps showing up in the credits and I'm like, where's this Lillian? And I thought she was somebody else. So she, she makes her first appearance in, the um the 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 cinderella episode where they, they put on the play of cinderella and i thought she was somebody else i think and that's why whenever her name came up in the credits i'm like i didn't see anyone that looked like that i don't know who that is but now i realize that she is a different person max's mom totally i'm on the same page with who lillian is now yeah it seems like they're kind of trying to like write her in more episodes too like give her bigger parts yeah. so yeah. she comes knocking on james's door james is asleep he's like passed out on the couch and uh she needs the washer machine fixed in the laundry room because it's like not draining water or something like that. 
and right. uh, Maggie comes over. Well, well, she he like blows her off, right? And she leaves because he's like tired. He's not going to fix it right now. Yeah, what we're trying to establish here is that that James is working a lot, staying up late, trying to get this song done. It's taking all of his time, and he doesn't have time to do the rest of the stuff in his life right now. Yeah, so she leaves because Ma- James kind of sends her out. I think maybe a little bit later, uh, Maggie comes over, uh, tries to wake up James, and reminds him that today's his day to babysit Mickey, and he's like, he's so tired. He doesn't even really know that she's there or what's going on. Um, right. she gets frustrated. She leaves, uh, with Mickey. She had brought Mickey down and then Lillian comes back over later complaining once again, uh, about the washer, but now also that she broke the window in the laundry room and she needs that fixed. So he's like, all right, exactly. I'll yeah. take care of it at some point. Um, they can then go to a scene where Eel is now there. Uh, I don't think he was already there when she came over this time, but Eel's there. It was hard to tell. I, I, they, I don't know. It was hard to tell with timeline here. I got the impression that he was there already, okay. but it doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter one way or another. He's there. They're working on the song. Um, he's like not really loving it, like the keyboard stuff that James is playing. Knock on the door. It's Tony. Tony uh, says he's there to borrow some sugar, but he's really just there to uh, talk to Eel and find out some information about... Uh, I guess one of his favorite bands, Random Violence. At least he knows a lot about them. Yeah. Um, he just wants to meet Eel. That's yeah. all it is. Interviews him a little bit on the couch. And then uh, we go a little later. They're finishing the song. Um, Eel's still there. He does not like it. Uh, Maggie and Mickey come over. I think they brought some sandwiches at this point. And uh, James, yep. mm-hmm. once again, kind of blows her off. But this time gets like mad and like actually like... Yeah, not very nice to uh, Maggie kind of sends her away and saying that she's like interrupting and everything. And then uh, Maggie and Mickey pretty upset leave the apartment. Yeah, he's just real short with with Maggie and Mickey and doesn't really have much time to to give them any kind of. I don't know. Oh, he's this just, is he's, like this is also the scene, too, where I think uh, Mickey knocks over the guitar and James like gets mad, and, like yells at Mickey at this point, too. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um. So they leave. A little later, now we're in Maggie's apartment. Maggie's asleep on the bed. James comes over and wakes her up, kind of like she did to him earlier. And uh, he's all excited because he finished the song and he wants to play it for her. But she's asleep. Um, well, she falls asleep like while he's playing the song. And then he gets mad at her. Well, like, she was a, Yeah, she was asleep originally. Woke her and he woke her up. Yeah. And so. then like as she's like supposed to be listening to the song, she falls back asleep. Um Right. And then he gets all mad. He's like, oh, this is something that's so important. I wanted you to hear it. And then, like, he gets all mad, yells at her, and he ends up leaving. Um, as he... Hey, you cut out. So you said he ends up leaving, right? Yeah, he ends up leaving. There's well, a- the other thing, too, before he leaves is that Maggie tells him, she's like, look, when you wanted, you know, when I wanted some of your attention, when I wanted to spend some time with you, you wanted nothing to do with me. And now that you want my attention, I'm supposed to just wake up and give you all my attention so I can hear this new song. Like, she kind of lays into him a little bit. And that's when he gets mad and walks out. Yeah, so he leaves. Then we hear a loud crash. Um, Maggie jumps up, go into Mickey's bedroom. The bed that she has built has collapsed. We think that maybe he's underneath, but they pan over, and uh, he's just sleeping in the beanbag chair. He's awake now after the Chilling. crash, but he's like, what did you think? I was going to sleep in that thing? And uh <laughs> That's where we're at at that point. Um, yeah, Mickey's just chilling in that beanbag chair. We go the next day. Uh, James comes over once again, this time to apologize to Mickey for yelling at him uh, and kind of like apologizes to Maggie through Mickey. He's like, tell your mom I'm sorry kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. But uh, James asked Maggie to uh, go with him to the random violence show. They're going to be playing in town. 
He wants her to go. She thinks it's a date. Turns out, not a date. He just wants her to meet him there. Um, she's not really happy about it, but I think she's going to end up going in the hole in the end of it. I don't know. I, I think that there's a little bit of compromise here where, like, he's trying to you know get her involved and find time to spend. The only thing is he just has to meet her there. Like, they can't go to dinner before. I don't know. I, th- I think there's a little bit of both sides are, are being... I think there's compromise. I just don't think Maggie sees it that way. Yeah, I, I didn't see it that way either because he's like, here's your VIP pass. I'm leaving. I'll see you later. And like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like much of a date to me, which is what she wanted. But uh, they, uh, he leaves and then Lillian uh, is at the door with Max and she's like complaining to James once again about getting something fixed. And then literally she's like, here here you go, Max, and just like leaves Max with Maggie and walk, <laughs> walks away. But I mean, th- it's it's clear that she just leaves Max with Maggie all the time for no reason. Yeah, and like doesn't say anything to Maggie really. Just like no, drops no, him off. I don't know. Um, yeah. Then we got a scene with uh, Max and Danielle and Mickey. They're kind of like playing on the bed. Max is struggling to right. even get on the bed. Uh, if you watch it closely, like he can't even climb this like <laughs> bed. Kind of reminds me of my dog. Um. Anita and Maggie start talking a little bit about everything going on. She feel on how she feels like left out of James's life currently, and then uh, Maggie's also kind of getting ready to go to the uh, random violence show to meet James in a little bit. Exactly. Yep. Um, so then we show uh, Maggie arriving at this bar. Uh, some I think it's in New York, right? Is that what they said? Like somewhere in I hope so. I mean, that's where they live. Yeah. So I imagine unless they went to Jersey, but yeah, the bar's Hot Rocks. She shows up. It kind of looked like the uh, bar that uh, Dana went to a little bit. You thought? So? I don't think so at all. No. I thought it looked more like a basementy type kind of dive bar, not like a biker style dive bar. Because didn't she have to like walk downstairs, or am I, make, am I making that up? They, I thought she walked downstairs in this too. That's why. I no, thought I mean it. in this she walked downstairs. She Dana's did. bar, she just walked. She didn't walk downstairs. Oh, I thought they both she just came downstairs. Right Maybe this is no. more like the. Uh, the poker club or or the billiards club that Steve Urkel and Carl I'm def- yeah yeah I could, yeah in a way sure sure uh or it could just be the basement of perfect strangers redecorated uh yeah you mean you mean Urkel's Urkel's uh lab <laughs> yeah or Urkel's lab uh anyways they show Maggie arriving at the bar it's dark it's cr- very crowded everyone's obviously very excited to see random violence She's like trying to fit in, like trying to talk to people, but she's very out of place. Like she's the only person wearing a color other than black in this entire bar. Yeah, I mean, she. Uh, yeah, obviously. So James, it's a, metal, com- it's a metal club. It's a metal bar. Yeah, James comes over, um, kind of like gets her excited. He's excited. The band's uh, getting ready to play. The band starts playing, and they are absolutely horrible. Like this is the worst band on TGIF we've ever had. <laughs> Whoa. The worst band? The worst TG. I would rather listen to Al's band than I would listen to this. Oof. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the worst. Um, but the crowd loves it. They love every song uh, until they get to James's song. It's ballad time, and the crowd hates it. They're booing. They're telling him to stop playing. But then, like, uh, Eel's up there, and he takes charge, and he decides to uh, kick the song into high gear. They speed up James's version, yeah, yeah. and now the entire crowd is into it, and everyone loves it. Yep, and the manager looks at James and says, this is going to this is gonna make you rich. Yeah, and then they go after the show. Uh, James is showing how rich he is when he shows off the uh, $1,000 check that he got for Maggie. But he does add in that uh, and it also includes uh, a royalties bonus as well. Yeah, future. This is. I, I have a feeling. 
and I don't know, there's only a couple episodes left in the show, but this was intended to set up him being like, I'm not being super anymore. I'm over it. I'm, I got a, I got a real job now. Um, Cause obviously he's not doing the super work. He's being, he's, he's kind of mm-hmm. neglecting that is making some money. We've got kind of that transition from, from that job to the new gig. Uh, I, I imagine that was what was intended to happen. That this was to continue. Um, so yeah. Uh, James is like, yeah, I mean, this whole thing might be happening more now that I'm getting these gigs. Like I got offers to do some other bands and stuff. So who knows? We'll see where we go. And then, uh, Eel comes over He's like, hey, guys, you want to go out to this uh, after-hours club? And they're like, uh, yeah, no. And they, they decline. They go home. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. That's it. Yep. Uh, I did write down, after the credits, no more billiards. Uh, too much of a risk. Uh, instead, they play a clip <laughs> of uh, Mickey, Danielle, and Max jumping on the bed. Which is somehow safer than letting Mickey just throw throw uh, pool balls. Throw eight balls at people's forehead. Yeah. One note here that one of the women at the at the club, uh, her name, or, or, yeah, her name is Sherry Rose. Uh, she was in. So do you remember the New Year's Eve episode of Full House where Joey just can't get a date? So he does like the video dating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was one of the women in on the video dating. This is one of the <laughs> girls from from the bar, I guess, or from the bar. Yeah. 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 OK. All right. Yep. Um, so is, I've, remind me again. Do we have more baby talk? that we're going to watch or we do okay. we do we have a few more episodes left yeah i mean i could no i can tell you we got what let's see three episodes left maybe talk okay um this however is the last episode of billy we're going to be watching it's season one episode seven feudal attraction is the name of the episode and uh um, yeah obviously a play on a play on fatal attraction yeah um after the theme we come back to uh erwin and uh we don't know Erwin, do we? Erwin is new. Nope, Erwin, okay. Erwin is new. Erwin is a uh, classmate of Maggie's, is that right? Yeah. Or That's just, correct. Okay. Yep. And yep. Uh, he's over there helping her study and uh, hitting on her at the same time, which she's not really picking up on. But um, yeah, that's kind of like the setup. Like there's this guy, she, he likes Maggie, they're in the same class, they're studying together, let's see where this goes. Yeah, and this is this guy's got... I mean, balls from the beginning. Like, it gets more, but, like, he's obvious. And we, we know that Billy teaches at the school that they both go to. So I, they might have some kind of, like, connection or be in classes together. But, man, Erwin. Erwin. Um, so then we go to the living room. David and Billy are watching football. Billy's making fun of it, saying that it's, like, uh, it's not as hard or, like, aggressive as uh, David likes to make it out to be. Like, they played all the real tough games when uh, – he was back in uh, Ireland or Scotland or wherever he's from. Scotland, yeah, yeah. Scotland. Was, isn't this the most violent sport you've ever seen? And Billy's like, no, no, I'm Scottish. Um, then there's some comments that Billy makes about Irwin, and uh, none of the kids like Irwin. And Laura is that they show Laura in the other room actually making fun of him uh, when she gets home from school. Like it's no one seems to really like this guy. No, no one likes him at all. Uh, commercial break, butter, cordade, Taco Bell. We come back, doorbell. Um, I think uh, who is at the door this time? Is it Irwin or I don't even? Uh, know. Oh no, it's Bill. It's, it's pizza. It's pizza. I feel like the pizza's I, later. The, so no, no. So well, okay. I wrote so down like this Bill, scene so starts with the door, like someone like the doorbell, but then I don't even no, write who comes in or anything like that. 
Erwin, Erwin and Melly. So I'm all, I'm all messed up. All right. You got me doorbell rings. Then they so cut the door, over. The door opens. It is, it is pizza for David and Billy who were in the den. Erwin and Mary are studying in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So Billy gets the pizza, comes in uh, to the den. Um, Billy goes and into then the Billy, kitchen. Yeah, Billy goes to the kitchen. We don't see the pizza. I don't back. think we see the pizza come in. We see Billy go into the kitchen. He goes over to Erwin and Maggie, yes. who are yeah, being like right. super okay. friendly God, and laughing, and, like laying down <laughs> on the. Uh, little, they have like a table with like a like a booth kind of set up like a bench seat. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, then after he kind of like witnesses all this, he goes back into the living room. This is where David's watching football. He cheers. He knocks the entire pizza onto the ground. Um, they're freaking out. Well, David's really freaking out. He's like, my mom's going to kill David's me. David's freaking out. I can't he believe this, bad. this pizza's on the rug. My mom's going to kill me. And Billy's yeah. like, look, it's a rug. You'll be fine. We'll take care of it. Your mom's not going to kill you. Um, and, then uh, they try to hide it. I think, does she come in? I know they try to hide it. Like, they're like, oh, we got to cover yeah, it up. Yeah, she walks over the kitchen. They, like, kind of stand in front of it. It's it's behind a desk, behind the couch. They stand in front of it. So she doesn't think anything of it, really. Yeah, so Billy goes into the kitchen to get some paper towels. Uh, and then as he's in there, Erwin is in there. And he's like, Billy, we need to talk. I'm in love with your wife. <laughs> Wild out of nowhere, right? <laughs> just, 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 I'm in love with your, I'm in love with your wife. And Billy's like, uh, no, Mary's happy with me. Erwin calls him out. Well, I know you're not that happy together because you actually sleep in the basement. And Erwin, Erwin's like, Mary has, uh, I wrote down. Erwin says Mary has feelings for him. Like, I guess does does yeah. he think that he's getting some hints from her, even though that's not what it is? It, at he all? does. Well, yeah, yeah, because I mean, she's nice to him, like while they're studying, and she's she's responsive to him. So yeah, he, it's it's the it's the Waldo effect. Yeah, and Billy's like, uh, no, we're not having this, and ki- and then just ends up kicking <laughs> everyone out of the house. Right. Uh, we then exactly. go, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, we then go to David and Billy. Um, they're trying to clean the rug now. He bought uh, Billy bought some stain remover that he saw on TV. Uh, it's not really working. Then they try some bleach, and instead of the bleach uh, working, it ends up burning a hole in the center of the rug. So now we have like a donut rug with a hole in the middle of it. Like starts smoking. Like they pour the bleach on it, and there's like immediate smoke that comes up from the rug. Yeah, it, it looks like the effect. Like they threw the rug on like a they box put- of dry ice or something, or a fog machine right, or something right, like right, that. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've got that problem now. Hole in the rug. Uh, David hears his mom get home. They try to hide the rug. Um, David runs upstairs and leaves Billy all alone with the rug. Um, we also find out Annie is sick here, and there's like a small little thing of like Annie and uh, whatever her sister's name is, like Laura. Laura both like I don't know. It's weird. Like they're both trying to say they're sick, but only one of them's sick, and like trying to get attention, kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really understand the the intent of that, but. You pretty much nailed just it. to write them in the show, I guess. Uh, Probably. So Billy asks Mary how class was, and then ends up telling Mary about Irwin and how he threw him out, and she's kind of flattered, like she doesn't get a lot of attention from guys. And um, Billy's like says something like, "Well, what about us?" or something like that, and then she reminds Billy, "There is no us," is what she says. Yeah, and her point to him is kind of like. You didn't have to kick him out. That's my, you know, if I, if he said something to me and I didn't like what he said, then I would kick him out. And she like says my house, which makes him, which makes him upset. Um, but 
her thing is like you're that's you're crossing a line of kind of encroaching on my life we're not really married so Mm -hmm. uh boring commercial break here preference by l'oreal murphy's oil soap halls pillsbury a lot of good commercials biscuits 2020 and then a preview for america's funniest home videos and people uh we come back um the door once again i think they start off every scene with the door in this uh show but uh it's erwin and billy tells erwin erwin that he discussed the situation with mary and uh (laughs) He tries to give Erwin some hints. Like, he's like, this is weird. Because, like, he wants to make this situation awkward for Mary. That's, like, his intention. Right. He is he is taking the things that Mary told him and taking them to the extreme. And with the, like you said, with the intent of it backfiring on Mary. He's like, Mary told me that I, I, I it was none of my business. I need to stand aside and let her, let her make her own decisions. Uh, oh, and by the way, when you talk to Mary, she's in the kitchen and she she just loves surprises. So make sure make sure that you are you know having that conversation with her. Yeah. So he's put all these ideas into Erwin's uh, head that he needs right, to make right, the move right. on her. He needs to do something. Um, so then we go later in the kitchen. We've got Erwin. He's uh, asking a bunch of like personal questions about like family and stuff like that and like how the kids like him. And then right. uh, she walks over the like, fridge. Do you think they like me as a dad? Yeah. She walks over the fridge to get something out of there. And as she turns around, he's there waiting, and he pretty much just, like, attacks her and starts kissing her by the fridge. Right. Just goes for it. Um, she pushes him away. He accidentally grabs her boobs, and then uh, he confesses his love for her right there in front of the refrigerator. And she says that she knows that how he feels and not interested. Yeah, and then uh, I don't remember exactly how, but Erwin ends up telling uh, Mary that he got the idea to uh, kind of be forceful, attack, surprise kind of thing from Billy. And then immediately right. she calls Billy in uh, to, to question him about what he said right in front of Erwin. Right. And her and that leads to Billy and Mary getting into this like very passive aggressive fight over, you know, trying to kind of act like a married couple while fighting about what just happened yeah like it almost seems like billy's also trying to keep this whole thing with Irwin going even longer because it seemed to me like he he was uh yeah. trying to act like he was trying to act like that he was done with the marriage and then mary is trying to act like they're, right. they're really happy together so it's like both of them are like fighting each other to try to like get Irwin off of her and he wants her he wants him to be as annoying as possible absolutely absolutely so Mary tells Erwin uh, that she loves Billy. Um, I wrote Billy returns. Did he leave at some point? Did he like walk out and come back in? I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, no. That's what it was. Billy tells Erwin that she loves Billy. And then Billy, I think, returns also says that she that he loves her. Well, like they back- Well, Erwin asked Erwin asked them. He's like, do you love each other? And they, and they both say that they do in an effort to like get rid of Erwin. So Erwin walks out of the house all sad. Billy, uh, I put Billy rubs it in. I don't know if he rubbed it into uh, Erwin or 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 to Mary. Erwin, probably. Uh, Mary gets upset with Billy. Um, she mentions that she hasn't been kissed in two years. Billy thinks this is funny and rubs that in a little bit. And then uh, the two of them walk in the living room. Billy tells Mary that uh, he's actually starting to feel like a real husband and wants more like husbandly duties. And she tells him that. Um, 
he's going to what she what he's going to do is what she says is uh you're just going to get your green card and you're going to leave and this is all going to be over and billy's like um you know i think about you pretty often like uh i think there might be something else to this uh don't you ever think about me and she's like yeah i mean i do sometimes and then um then she notices the rug so she sees and I the- liked actually liked this a lot. I yeah. liked it that they're having this conversation and instead of coming to like a resolution one way or another, she gets distracted by the other part of the episode and like and that leaves it open ended as opposed to like trying to come to a resolution. I mean, isn't that right how she ends now. every single episode though? Where she's like uh, I feel like this is I don't know. I no, because I think at the end of most of the episodes they get in these little arguments and then there's like a, a flirtiness to it and yeah. they're it's it's this is very open open ended on purpose where it's like we don't get a we don't get her full response on how she actually feels about him and there's no like it leaves very open which I liked yeah and then uh, Billy goes into the kitchen and well, yep yeah she chases him into the kitchen with the rug that's yeah. It. And that's all we'll ever watch because that's the last episode of the show on TJF. So we'll never know how it ends. Correct. That is correct. Do you well, want to like, read a summary? Well, I, funny enough that you say that because I pulled up the the Wikipedia page, IMDb page to uh-huh. see if there was any indication. The The only other episode on IMDb that has a summary is the last episode. Okay. It doesn't give us much closure, but I can read you what the summary on IMDb is sure. for the last episode. Okay, so the name of the episode is Thunder from Down Under. Thank you to Matt S. for leaving this uh, this this synopsis whenever you did for Matt, Matt Shackman. Billy. It could be Matt Shackman. could be Matt Shackman. Uh, all right. Mary's ex-husband leaves a message on the family answering machine that is coming to town and would like to visit. Oh. Uh, this, <coughs> excuse me. Um, this raises all kinds of feelings in the family. The two young daughters are looking forward to seeing their dad again. The younger of the two has a dream that he's going to bring her back a kangaroo. I assume that he's in Australia based on kangaroo down or thunder under. from down under. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the son, David, is certain that he's only going to disappoint them again. He had a habit of not showing up for things he said he would attend. Uh, and Mary just wants to show him up and make him eat his heart out on what he's missing out on. Billy isn't entirely sure how, himself how he feels, but it all comes spilling out when he, Billy, mistakes a visiting IRS agent dropping by for a home visit for the ex-husband. Uh, this ends up being good for Billy as the IRS agent is convinced that no one in a fraudulent marriage could have such strong feelings for his wife. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's all we got. Okay. So yeah, so Billy and 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 after the episode, there's a, there's a little promo that indicates that Billy is moving to Saturday nights, um, which is funny because that Saturday night block, the what was it called? We love Saturday yeah. night or Saturday night's great. Actually, ended the they like canceled that the week before. Uh, so the block, the Saturday night block doesn't have a name. Um, and then there were, it does have who's the boss though. I mean, that was a huge show. So it's like right before, so, right after that. Yeah. So there was six more episodes of Billy that played out through March, April. And the last one, um, was May 30th. So, so that's, that's kind of how, that's kind of how Billy ended. Okay. That's all we, that's all we really know. All right. Um, uh, no real good commercial. This is interesting. One of the, the guy, I don't know how much you know about three's company, but, uh, Larry, who was the, I believe that was the, yeah, he, he, he's like one of the, one of the neighbors on three's company. Okay. Uh, the actor that played him, Richard Klein directed one of the last episodes of, of Billy. Oh, for what that's worth. How about that? All right. Uh, I want I also wanted to mention that there was a commercial for Zings, um, which I had completely erased from my memory until I saw this commercial. I was like, man, I used to love those. Things. You know, I don't it remember like, them at all. Like, I don't <sighs> even know if I ever had them. 
the sour cream and onion flavor was was I, we used to have them a lot. They're just like a flavored um, cracker, pretty much. In the shape of a Z, yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't remember them. They were great. They were great. Um, it was good to see. So, those. oh yeah, those. Next week, uh, we're recording before we go to GalaxyCon. GalaxyCon's all weekend, Friday, yep. Saturday, and Sunday. But uh, this episode that we're going, it's going to come out on Friday. So what is on that episode? Like, what shows are we watching? Yeah, so we haven't talked about this because I assume that this was just going to be the way it is, whether you like it or not. Uh, all reruns next week. Okay. So uh, we have two episodes of Dinosaurs to watch before we're fully caught up. Okay. And the following week um, is the, is when Dinosaurs rejo- rejoins TJF. So I thought it only made sense that we watched those two episodes. It is a two-parter, so it makes even more sense. Okay. So um, my, my, so the uh, the episodes are episodes uh, season two episode nineteen season two episode twenty uh, the two parter is nuts to war so maybe a little too on the nose for current situations but whatever we're watching them uh, nuts to war part one nuts to war part two they're on Disney plus I don't know what they're actually like what their episode numbers are on Disney plus but uh, we'll watch both those do that episode and then we'll have uh, Galaxy Con the next day. Cool. That sounds good with me. Perfect. Do you want to rank these? Oh, yeah. Can you go first? I'm not ready. Uh, sure. I'm going to do number three, Baby Talk. Uh, number two, Billy. And number one, um, Family Matters. I, I'm i trying to think. For some reason, I kind of liked Billy this week. I don't know if it's because I... I don't know. I just like the dynamic between Billy and Mary a lot. But, uh, I mean, Waldo was great. So it's hard to not... It's hard to beat Waldo this week. Yeah, I didn't. Ugh, I don't know if I loved any of these episodes that much. I feel That's like they fair. were all. I think kind these, of, these were all ge- middle to not great episodes in general. I kind of liked how bad that band was in uh, Baby Talk, though. I'll be, I'll okay. be, I'll be different. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the. Is this the opposite of what you did? Family Matters three, Billy Ooh. two, Baby Talk one. That is the opposite. Yeah, that is the exact that's opposite. One. That's yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we got the same at number two, but one and three are different. Uh, make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFcast. Thanks to EJ for the theme song. If you want to send in your own theme song, you yeah. can do that. TGIFcast at gmail.com. Uh, leave those reviews. We'd appreciate it on iTunes. And uh, make sure you come check us out at GalaxyCon. We will be there March the 19th at the Richmond Convention Center at 8.15 p.m. Yep. And that's set, and that's not this Saturday, not tomorrow Saturday, but next Saturday. Um, I can't remember the room, but we'll be on, it'll be on the map. You'll yeah, find this. It's on the map, and it's on the program, and you'll, you, it won't be hard to find. You won't miss us, um, so don't miss us. Come see us. Uh, all right, cool. Um, anything else? No, that's it. It's a lot. All right, it's a lot. But uh, next week will be good, and and we're looking forward to seeing everybody. So have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. Some fun. Show you how it's done. Show you how it's done. Friday night, the mood is right. I'm gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. Show you how it's done. Oh my god, thank god it's Friday. Get to spend the weekend my way. Hollywood, watch your full house step by step. Rush into my driveway. In the rush, I took the highway. Show you how it's done the right way. Yeah, yeah, all these people looking sideways. Eating me some Chinese while I'm laughing. Nasty work on it. It's so exciting, this is life going full circle Paper jabbers, looking rivers, let's go watch by me and
TBA Podcast.